Oh man, what a day. I just feel like fucking shit, man. This this recurring theme lately of not being able to sleep. I don't know what's going on. This hasn't happened to me in like a pretty long time. I used to have mountains of insomnia problems and uh, they've calmed down a lot, but I guess every once in a while, it's just gotta happen. Where it's like, I didn't stay up especially late. I feel like I slept pretty well. I got up and did a little work and I was just like, fuck man, like I just feel like I got hit by a truck. Like what is happening? It's just like, I gotta lay down again. So I don't know, I like, catnapped for 20 minutes but I just couldn't sleep and it's like oh god damn it what the fuck so I just got up and whatever went out and did some shit and now I'm just like oh, oh. and it sucks because today is like a birthday party for my friend Vince who uh, I don't have a ton of uh, connections left in Vancouver because I mostly lived here in like the mid 2000s and then when I was back a couple of years ago it was mostly like work friends. It's like people I could round up if I really wanted to put my back into it, but I just kind of don't care. Like I really am. That's one reason why I started this podcast is because I'm really feeling the writing thing like aggressively. Like, yeah, this is it. This is the time. This is when it's all gonna fucking work out. I want to chronicle this journey. And part of that is just like, I just don't need to, just, I don't need to see people. <laughs> I don't need to do stuff. I'm doing my own thing. That's what's uh, fucking important right now. But Vince is one of my, one of my friends that's still around that uh, I've always gotten along with really well. I don't intend not to go to his birthday thing, but I'm just like, God, I hate this. I feel so shitty and there's just no good reason for it. I mean, I did the only thing a person can do. I laid down in a bed, you know? <laughs> quite a lot, but apparently it wasn't enough. And man, this is why I will never have a normal job. It's just not gonna happen. Getting up nine to five every day, I just literally can't do it. I physically can't do it. Eventually something goes haywire and everything falls apart and I just cannot deal with a normal schedule. And jobs do not enjoy that when you're just like, you know what, I'm just not, a, not today. I think one reason why I've uh, just learned to live a frugal life so I don't have to work all the time, I don't always have to have a job, is because I just can't, just can't. And it probably adds a bit to my uh, kind of just disdain for normal people. <laughs> Sounds bad to say, but just normal lives and your normal little I'm just gonna have family, I'm just gonna have a job. Bit, 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 bit. It's doubly annoying because I just feel like it's really not even an option for me. I just can't do it. I just cannot conform. Literally and physically I cannot conform to this fucking society. I just can't do it. Like my last job at the fabled fucking cheesecake shop not coincidentally, the day I quit was a day that I took over somebody's opening shift. So I had to get up at like four in the morning and I was already hanging on by like one finger, hanging off the cliff at that job, just waiting for something to go wrong. And uh, waking up at four, I felt okay. 
I remember that morning. I used to live by this, uh, this hill that I'd get up in the morning and just jog up the hill and it was just the right distance to just kind of really wear me out and it's like, yeah, it feels good. And then at the top, it was right by the Croatian Cultural Center in Vancouver, which is where I saw like mindless self-indulgence and rancid back in the day and I just have all these good memories of going there. And even when I got to the place and I'm just opening up, the uh, bakery team in the back was already there. But I'm just opening up the front of the place and getting everything prepped and that was okay. And customers started coming in and things got a little worse. And then my coworker came in who, there was like 18 employees there and I only didn't get along with one. And this was the one. And she was just being a, just a piece of shit. <laughs> and I had gotten up so early. And I just was like, this is it, that's it. I'm quitting. And I told her she needed to stop being such a fucking asshole because I'd more than happily just go home and leave her alone and she didn't get her shit together. And then when the manager lady came in another couple hours later, I was like, hey, guess what, I'm quitting. And that's just a tiny microcosm of my entire life. <laughs> like if it really comes down to it, if it really came down to like, you have to get up every day at this specific time and go do your dumb job. I mean, you might as well be just sending me to a torture camp. Like I would rather be homeless. <laughs> if it comes to that, I will be homeless. So that's one way to guide yourself down the artist's path. Just be of the physical and mental disposition where uh, there is no other option and uh, you'll find a way, you'll figure it out. Anyway, yesterday I got to a very nice point in this chapter I'm writing where it's like a, a clear shift now is going to happen in the chapter. It's a very good stopping point. It made me think of the idea of describing things because uh, I don't describe things much in general. So that's an extra odd thing now that I'm writing a sci-fi story. And uh, I'm not doing much more than just giving a sketch of what this place might be like. And I think that's a mildly interesting topic. That might be a cool thing to talk about. Let's talk about it tomorrow, because I feel like fucking balls. But I do have a thing I recorded last week that I didn't use one of my little songs of the day where I kind of talk about this one story idea that I've got and just how it's not all there, but it's like coalescing. Different ideas are coming together. And I have this one song that's kind of like a little anchor, just a tonal anchor that holds it all together. So let's fucking cut to me from last week. I'll see you tomorrow. Now, for song of the day, I like to end these podcasts with a song because it's a nice excuse for me to listen to songs that I like, but also I think it is a, an interesting potential exercise of just uh, sometimes if you just let your mind wander and just, just feel the tone and the feeling of a song, maybe it'll give you an idea for a story. And today, I think this could relate where, you know, a year maybe sounds like a long time to have pre-planned for the writing of this novel, but it wasn't deliberate. It was just, I was just taking notes for 
a bunch of different stories, just a bunch of different ideas. And then when I decided it was finally time to really start taking writing seriously and focusing on one thing until it's done, not just scattering my uh, energy across whatever, then I knew it was time to uh, get started on this particular story. But I have another story. I have a many, many ideas for stories, but one of them that relates to this song. It's still in this nascent form. And I've been rolling around these ideas for like a couple of years, and they're just not ready yet. Like I can just feel in me that I just know if I were to start on this particular story, this other story, that it wouldn't go well because I just don't have enough yet. I got a title, I've got a bunch of scenes, but they're just tone pieces. I don't have like a very clear idea yet about who the characters are or about the ending, which I feel like is very important to know because I don't actually know, I don't know what it is. I just know it's this feeling that I keep gravitating back toward and I'm just taking notes and looking for stuff and eventually it's gonna click. But basically, I, I write a lot of high school fiction because I just like school movies and I like that period in time because it's, it's just, you know, when people are young and they're passionate about stuff and things really seem important and each year of your life is like this important thing, much more so than it feels when you get older. And I feel like those are the most passionate readers as well. I was much more passionate about books when I was 17, more so than I could ever be again, I think. So the whole thing is just, uh, just something I keep coming back to. So I had these kind of vague ideas for, you know that famous point that's in a lot of movies in the LA Hills? It's just like an overlook that overlooks the city. And you just see it in tons of music videos and movies. People's cars are just parked there. That was kind of the very first little seed of just like some high school kids hanging out there. <laughs> Even that very basic little thing, because I've never owned a car. I'm one of these weirdos who doesn't have a license and just walks everywhere or takes transit. Like it's so easy to not own a car if you're in a city. And I think kind of preferable, way cheaper. And I like walking. I don't I'm not interested in getting somewhere fast, you know? Because really, that's a whole other conversation, but like, where are you trying to get to? What's this fallacy that you really gotta be somewhere in such a hurry? You're just making that up, it's not true. You need to chill, man. So just that very notion of even just being a cool teen with a car is still, <laughs> still somewhat gripping in my brain. I'm like, that's pretty cool. So I was thinking about that and uh, and that, you know, the reality of, like I just remember I was back in my hometown when I was in like my mid-twenties. I happened to be up near my old high school and it's just very shocking to see high school kids when you're older because when you're in the thick of it, they seem just, you know, like, hey, these people are all pretty cool. We're all very mature. And then you see them again when you're older and you're like, look at these little rat-faced weirdos. Look at these little pimple-faced kids. They're not grown up at all. They're tiny little children and they're not cool. <laughs> so, so I was like, all right, but what if I write a story where they really are cool? 
super stylized, like these people are the baddest ass. And that's it, just this tone, this feeling. And then sometime later, I got this cool t-shirt from a thrift store that uh, fit me real well, made me look cool, <laughs> and, and had like this blue symbol on it that I don't know what it is, just a circle is like, you know, just imagine like a pentagram, but it wasn't a pentagram. It was just, it was a nothing symbol. It was just a, some kind of cool looking symbol. This dark blue symbol on a black t-shirt. Pretty understated, pretty, but just I liked it. Whatever happened to that shirt? Do I still have that shirt? I don't know. And I was thinking, what if the symbol on this shirt was an actual magical symbol, you know, like, like it's not just some fucking Hot Topic t-shirt, it's because this kid is actually from a family of like witches and warlocks and shit. So the symbol on his shirt is actually like a protection spell or something, or some kind of low-level hypnotism spell. So not only is he a stone-cold, super cool badass like a real person could never be, but maybe he even additionally seems that way to people because he's casting this low-level kind of aura on people. And then for some reason I was thinking, although maybe this is where this story is getting gummed up, is I was thinking it could be about a girl that he starts dating and she's like really excited to be part of his cool gang. But he's really just dating her because he wants to sacrifice her to a demon. <laughs> and kind of write it from her perspective of this kind of thing of like, even though she ultimately has to fight him and kill him, that she still kind of wishes like, ah man, I wish you didn't do that. I still think you're really cool and I wish we could have just kept dating and being cool. Can't believe you tried to feed me to a demon. <laughs> it's not much of an idea. But then I also read, oh man, I, I was just at a thrift store again and I got this vampire book. I can't remember what that book was called. It wasn't great. It was just this short little book about a modern day vampire kind of turning back into a human. But the idea was in that, let me look this up, I can't remember what it was called. Here we go, it's called Psychography, and it was in the book, the book is called Pretty Dead. And I don't actually recommend it, it wasn't a great book, but if you find it at a uh, thrift store for $1.99, I guess it, you could do worse. I got an idea from it, so it paid off in that sense. Psychography, it's this supposed psychic ability of being able to produce, there we go. Psychography is a claimed psychic ability, allowing a person to produce written words without consciously writing. The words purportedly arise from a subconscious, spiritual, or supernatural source. So the idea is, if you're writing a psychographic diary, basically you're writing to someone who's dead. And the idea is, you're not just making it up, that you really are communicating with them like a Ouija board, but long form. And I thought maybe that would be cool. Maybe that could be the format of the book is, it's all over, this demon kid is already dead. The girl has already killed him, but she's still so conflicted about everything that happened and how she feels about him. Maybe the book could be her psychographic diary writing to him. 
dear so-and-so. <laughs> I probably wouldn't use the dear convention, but... But it was weird, because I'm like, I felt so, when I thought of that, I'm like, yeah, that's the one. That's the final nail, that's what I needed. But it was still, it's still not enough. I still just feel in my soul that I don't have enough to start writing this story, that I'm gonna stall out. I don't have enough clarity about what it's actually about to get started. I feel like I'm just gonna meander ineffectively if I try to write that story. So I'll just keep it in the back of my mind, keep taking little notes here and there as I think of them, work on other things. Maybe a year from now I'll have enough, who knows? And you just, yeah, you never know where ideas will come from. The fact that I got this random book from a thrift store because it had a cool cover. And then I'm reading it and I really was not sticking with it. I'm like, yeah, okay, I don't know about this. But then I found that idea in it and it's like, cool, all right. You never know. Always be on the lookout for ideas and then write them down. Don't think you're gonna remember. Because if I didn't write down psychography, there's no fucking way I would remember that. Maybe I would remember the general concept, but maybe not. And it's kind of fun to look through your notes and to see a great idea and you're like, fuck yeah, I can't believe I thought of that, that's awesome. But the one thing I do have for that story, for sure, is the tone. I know the tone that I want. And the tone that I want is perfectly encapsulated in this song by the band The Neighborhood called Noise. And whenever I listen to this song, I think like if it was a movie trailer for this story, even though I don't really know what the story is yet and I don't really know what would happen in this trailer, I know the tone. I know that this, like a song like this would be playing and the way the camera would be focusing on these people. You know, the low angle. The kind of, the world's a little bit misty for no particular reason. The color palette is kind of cool and blue. Everyone's pretty. No one is smiling, <laughs> you know? Smiles are traded in for just smirks. Everyone is too cool for fucking school because they're half-demon magical fuck faces who are also in high school going to make out point. I don't know. But that's the feeling I get when I hear this song. So here is Noise by the Neighborhood. See you tomorrow.
hell when I was given the news. 